when he gets out there, he's going to take a, I'm a drug it. test, and then he starts going all Bobby Boucher on everybody. That's perfect, Brian. I don't know. I think he might be uh, fragile. My mama. We my know mama, that. Mama. My mama said. All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Me Not Trying to Be Sad podcast. Huh. This is David Smith. I don't think that whole title is in our iTunes profile, Brian. I mean, <laughs> sorry, sound, Scott Weezy. It doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. It doesn't fit in our initials. <laughs> F-S-I. Hey, I, listen, I just wanted to throw that in there. I am not currently sad, but... This weekend was just, honestly, it probably was a good thing because it truly was when you are just dying, suffering on your bed with with uh, with a terminal disease. And and I'm not trying to be too morbid here because many people and us have probably had loved ones have a terminal illness and suffering. And and this is like what happened to me this weekend, and we haven't even got to this yet, but. Someone walked in with a knife and literally just ran it, you know, and ended me. Like, it, that's what it felt like this weekend. So anyway, huh. uh, that's why the, the, there was sadness there, okay. gone now. But anyways. That, and I'm so. Brian Shesko. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian, you literally, you couldn't be in a worse spot for the, for the camera. What? You literally were directly behind the microphone. I am. And I'm taking it. I'm taking my time. I'm Scott, taking you tell it people easy. what's on the board for uh, those watching. It's uh, there will be no Saint Totteringham's Day this year. What Scott explain to everyone what Saint Totteringham's I Day can't. is? You tell it, Dave. You're the Arsenal fan here. Saint Totteringham's Day is a day that all Arsenal fans celebrate. Okay. When they finish at the end of the year, and Arsenal finishes higher in the table than Tottenham, and this will be the first time in twenty plus years. Wow. That that won't happen this year, and so it's not that big of a deal. Saint Totteringham be praised. But I'm last year, <laughs> last year, especially on this pod, I remember celebrating. Oh yeah, it was very jovial. There wasn't much for Arsenal to celebrate, and uh, all of a sudden they found themselves second in the table, finishing higher than Tottenham. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, after it was, after Spurs lost the most ridiculous game of all exactly time. That's exactly right. Yeah, five one to and, relegated. And it's camp. fair that. Tottenham sealed their fate this year. Arsenal's fate. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, but we haven't even gotten to that yet. There's got to be something else to yeah, discuss. Yeah, there's like lots of other things to talk about for sure. We've got one foot in the matches, I feel like, but we're not going there first this time. We've got a curveball to throw you guys. We're going to start this week with our injury roundup. But before we get to that, and the reason why we're doing that first is because there are so many injuries in the Premier League right now. Yeah. We'll talk about all those up front. And then we're going to get to the 10 matches from this past weekend. Match week number 35. Just three weeks to go in the Premier League season. Sad day, but exciting times. Much to be decided still in the Premier League. We're going to give you uh, an update on what to expect in match week 36 coming up. So, to recap. Injury roundup. Right. Mm -hmm. The 10 matches from match week 35. Yeah. We've got all your favorite segments, including three amazing manager quotes for this week. Three. I couldn't narrow That's it down. That's what I was going to say. Come on. 
There's Jose so Mourinho had probably he probably had five or six by himself <laughs> yes, this week. Did. Yes, he did. And and not even just quotes, but antics, sideline, touchline antics, trying to warm up after by you got hurt. That was pretty uh. funny. Anyway, we're gonna get to all of that and more. How to say is gonna be a special tribute to uh, someone on a certain relegated club. We've got a lot of fun. Officially relegated. Officially mm-hmm. relegated. Yeah. And we're bringing back, probably going to be my favorite part of the show, we're bringing back, first time in a while, Matt's stat of the day. Yeah. All right. Yes. Are we ready? Yeah, we let's are. Go. Let's Yeehaw. get to the matches. Matt. Uh, I Matt. mean, let's get to the injury roundup. Injury roundup. Howdy, partners. It's the injury roundup. <laughs> yeah. Look, the reason why I feel like it was important to start with the injury roundup this week was because, the, because of who got injured and who needs to be talked about this week. Let's start with the very beginning guy, Sergio Aguero. All the guy can do is kick the ball into the net, but maybe not <laughs> until until Gabriel walks on the field. He has a groin problem. He has a scan scheduled. City will find out tomorrow the severity of the injury, which, as the Manchester Evening News said, anything other than minor as a result of that scan will likely end his season. Hmm. At that point, we can talk about that when we get into the actual city match. Jesus becomes a major Absolutely. major player. Well, all you had to do is look at his goal, and he was already a major player. Yeah. Philippe Coutinho, that, that was... Uh, Scott, you hated that, I'm sure, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, 10 minutes in. Out uh-huh. he goes. Wrecked my week. Dead oh. leg. The official reason. A dead leg. Jurgen Klopp said you could see he tried but could not continue. He put on Instagram or something. He put a photo of himself with, I think it was with Emery Chan after the match, just saying that he was okay. This one seems more like you could believe the player because normally I would just say don't believe the player. He says it's not that big of a deal. Everyone except Southampton is hopeful that he will be fit for the match versus Southampton. Yeah. Um, one of the other big ones, Benekafobi, uh, most one of the most transferred in players of the week last week. Definitely one of the top transfers in for forwards. Left at 56 minutes against Sunderland with a hamstring injury. Eddie Howe says he will be sidelined for a brief spell. That, according to the Burnley Echo. Do you know how else you Echo. could describe a brief spell? The amount of time left in the season. Rest of season. I mean, pretty Hey, look out for Junior Stanislaus, who was the one who subbed in for him. You know what's funny is I, uh, due to circumstances slightly beyond my control, things got away from me on Saturday, and even with a late start, I forgot to make my transfer. Oh. And so I'm sitting on two. But if I had used my transfer, I probably would have brought in a phobie for Dr. Regan. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a great move. Not now. Well, not now. Now it's a good thing that I let yeah. life get in the way. Lots and lots of people, tens of thousands of people are disappointed. Mm. Manchester United is an absolute horror show right now. Uh, so it makes me happy. Is that bad? It makes me happy. It's a little bad. Uh, as, as Mourinho himself talked about, imagine if they had made the FA Cup final. What kind of horror show it would be for them. Right now. Yes and no. I mean... It, just an additional match 
in addition to the Europa League that's still remaining, plus the regular league. And they, have they have the U18 like 13, team, right? They, they have, have like the U18 team. <laughs> Put them out there for the Premier League. Okay. Right? Well, oh right? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, sure. We are. So, Paul Pogba should be back this week. The Express says he's fit. Should be going back in going forward. Ready to hit the woodwork again. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll get to him more later. Juan Mata is back. So that's a, that is a positive for them, but who knows? It's not like they can run him not out like... there for 90 minutes. They weren't doing that anyway. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Eric Bailly is probably the... Of all the ones that, that happened this weekend, Bailly is probably the biggest one because he sprained his ankle whenever he kicked Fernando. Uh, almost definitely missed uh, the Europa League match on Thursday. He's iffy beyond. And then Luke Shaw. He, I know he's not. He hasn't been out there, but we'll get to his the Mourinho quote about him. We will, uh, because I think Mourinho wanted it to be a big deal. So there's a, for him the only justification for him coming off as early as it was. Well, it is a big injury uh, for Luke Shaw. Ligament damage in his foot. He is done for the rest of the season at least. They might. He there. The reports are that he will mi- probably miss the start of next season while he recovers. And may I just insert here? Yes, you may. Because of Mourinho's quotes, which we'll get to later, his questioning of Luke Shaw's injury. For Luke Shaw to have that severe of an injury, it was pretty manly of him to walk off the way that he did. Yes. Uh, that's in defense not, I mean, of Luke he's Shaw. He's already. That's in right. addition to all of the questions that he's already throwing around about Phil Jones and Chris Smalling. That's a separate issue. Uh, lastly, Mamadou Sako, uh, Jurgen Klopp, giving us the update on his status uh, this week, saying that he. Uh, not best case for Crystal Palace, but best case for Sako. He would probably miss weeks, not months. Great. So Palace will probably not have him again the rest of the season, but good for Liverpool uh, while he's on the <laughs> It means he'll be sellable at some point in the summer. So all of that to say, in that injury roundup, we get one of the top strikers, you have one of the most owned midfielders. You have one of the most popular recent addition forwards. You have the entire Manchester United team. And you have probably the single most important reason that Crystal Palace has experienced a late season resurgence. Is there anybody else you would like to talk about in the injury roundup? Yes. Who? Yes. I have a question. Yes. Kyle Walker. Son of a Kyle Walker. We can talk what? about Kyle Walker the- when we get into the... We get into your sadness, uh, your right. sadness segment because it's my we need to talk too. about Kyle Walker and Mesut Ozil in the same little bit. Screw mm. Mesut Ozil. Interesting. Sorry, work. dudes. All right, Brian. On to the matches. On to the matches. Thank you, sir. Everton nil, Chelsea three. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Pedro Cahill and Willian scoring for the Blues at least. It wasn't Costa. Uh-huh. Assists from Hazard, Fabregas, and Matic. Uh, that's a that's a good variety there. But good on everyone who had the Chelsea defenders this week. Clean sheets all around for everybody. Cahill certainly put himself back into the top of the scoring charts for K- the defenders again. Cahill is finishing strong. Yep. He's finishing Cahill very strong. got you a know lucky how, bounce off his knee. You know how strong he's finishing. Okay. He's finishing so strong he took his shirt off at the end of the match. Chelsea's luck. <laughs> Chelsea's luck. It, I, I, honestly, from now on, the luckiest... I, I'm After watching Leicester last year and the Leicester luck of last year, 
the Chelsea luck the previous year and the Chelsea luck this year, I'm just starting to think that if you don't have a blue kit, you don't have a chance. Chelsea's something. Chelsea's luck, lucky, according to Dave lucky Smith, lucky with injuries. Injury for the most part free. Chelsea when they won the league two years ago, almost injury free. Leicester last year almost injury free. Chelsea this year for the most for the most part almost injury free. You heard it to here major first. Players. My point is, oh. and it's not just injuries, but it's bounces, it's caroms, it's this and that. I guarantee you, Chelsea ranks low on shots off woodwork. Why? Because they are lucky this year. My point being is I'm tired of their luck. And I'm also tired of this, Scott. So while I'm at it, because this is just going to be my angry pod. Okay. okay. Everything I probably say will be negative and angry. So just brace yourself All for right. that. Should you be laying down for this episode? No, no, no. No, no, no. I am ready to, to stand up, scream, and shout. Oh, okay, okay. Dave. I'm. What? Is that healthy? Would you like to know the I, official? I know you're going to pop the bubble, but so go ahead. Would you like to know the official hitting of the woodwork? Yes, stat? yes. <laughs> You know who's hit it the most? <laughs> Please tell me it's not Chelsea. It is Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. They've hit the they have hit the woodwork twenty one times. Where does Chelsea rank? They are seventh. But okay. in a, so they're in a multi way tie with Stoke City and your boys, the Gunners. Okay. Fourteen so, woodwork shots. My point being you have to fire a lot of shots towards goal in order to to even rank. Like, Middlesbrough probably last. Why? Because they t- probably take the least amount of shots. Sure. Anyways, my point being, oh, this is what I was going to say. Also, what the only team that is more disappointing than Arsenal is Everton. Every single time mm, you think on. they might, anytime you think they might be good or might put a performance together, they crap the bed. They literally lay there and crap the bed and do nothing. They cower. I guarantee you, and I haven't looked this up, I guarantee you their record against the top six teams is as bad as Arsenal's probably. Give your, they uh, are horrible against the top teams, and they beat up on the you know, the the uh, the lesser teams, uh, the bottom half teams. All right, your, your Everton frustration is showing, and I get it. Mine exists, too. I had a lot of hope on Everton making this title chase really, really interesting. And clearly, they decided they'd rather get an early start on the beach. I get it. Totally understand. Lukaku's run of of scoring against Chelsea, over. Uh, Chelsea's uh, lack of clean sheets, 11 matches in a row, over. Mm -hmm. A lot of things came to an end, and none of it was good if you had Lukaku in your lineup. You mean mean Lukaku scoring at home? Yeah, that... One way or the Brian's other. Brian's going to be our correction stat guy. I'm I, just saying. It, this is this will be obvious. All that to say, Dave, there's no way this season is anything less than a success for Everton. Easily seventh place in the table. Cl- much, much closer to sixth than they are to eighth. There's something like a 15-point, 14-point gap. or something ridiculous. To eighth. West Brom and eighth. Good job, West Bromwich Albion. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've tanked too. Good job, which West Bromwich. <laughs> All that to say, if you told Everton when the season began, hey, you're going to be qualifying for the Europa League, you're going to be seventh, chasing after the top four until until early April, uh, you know they would take it in a heartbeat. Scott, I disagree slightly. And what, what I mean by that is this. They're exactly where they should be. 
They're yeah. not better than the six teams. Their their roster is not better than the six teams ahead of them. Their sure. roster is better than the the twelve teams behind them. Okay, they are literally exactly where they should be. Sure, I I don't know Everton on a regular could not hope to be much more than 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 where they are. Now. Us throwing the Leicester championship season out the window. Why do you want to throw it out the window? It was so awesome. It was awesome. But throwing it out the window as not an example, I'm just saying that is that's, that, uh, that's my thoughts on that. All right. Lukaku, obviously a whole lot of nothing. His second two in a row. Should we be concerned for his final three matches? For Lukaku those of us who- didn't score. Lukaku last season scored uh, – off and on at the start of the season, went like eight or nine in a row or something like that in the middle of the season last season, and then kind of sprinkled them in and, in and around the, the, the holiday season into early spring and then did nothing the entire end of last season. I don't necessarily expect him to have a repeat of that, but this is a more serious uh, a departure risk for Lukaku going out of Everton. And yes. like you said, Scott... He's leaving. Uh, they're, they're not going up any higher. Nope. Kuman's already talked re- repeatedly about the, how the effort of the team, saying he wanted to sub, what did he say last week? He wanted to sub 10, 10 people or something like that. And he said again after this match that they're going to have to find uh, motivation. He said he hates it, that he <laughs> hates the, the at-the-beach mentality that the team's already seeing the end of the season. So... Yeah, I am. They have two away matches of their last three. I know that the competition's not terrible, but uh, I just, I mean, on the road has been obviously different for him. So mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm considering it. Obviously, it was always going to be risky to play an Everton defender against the league leaders. Uh, Williams and Jagielka, probably the two most prominently played in most fantasy lineups. Jagielka had been on fire. But not in this one. Giving nope. up three goals will do that to you. Yep. Uh, I just want to point out, fun fact, Seamus Coleman is still fifth overall in defender scoring this season. That's amazing. Good job, Seamus. <laughs> Look, ja- Jagielka. Get well soon, Seamus. Jagielka coming into this game, 11-12-11-7. Okay, and then, and then the yeah. one. And that also kind of lends itself to the form that Everton yeah, had coming and, into this you know, game. That's and one he's of these, a veteran. Hey, it's one of those matches, too. I mean, I don't know that they would have. I mean, you can never tell what would have happened from a moment on in a match. But if they score early on the Calvert-Lewin yeah. shot yep. that rebounds and Lukaku can't quite toe-poke away, yep. you kind of wonder what that things. looks like from that point on. Because that was a lot. I mean, they were pretty good most of the rest of the time. And then it went from zero to three in just yeah. a heartbeat. Yeah, the first half so. hour was pretty even, and then it changed. I, I don't know. I, you know, Jaggy Elk and Williams, the, the maturity, the veteran status they both bring, the fact that when teams go to the beach, usually it results in fewer goals, makes me kind of like the defenders a little bit better on Everton than yeah. the moody, immature, streaky Lukaku going out. Yeah. Uh, first manager quote of the week. Goes to Antonio Conte once again. I just love, I mean, it's hard not to love this man, even though I hate his club. Here's what he had to say after his 3 0, his club's 3 0 win over Everton. There are two Antonios, two different people. During the game, I know I am an animal. 
After the game, I must be relaxed when we win, but I think it's very good to celebrate this win with the players, staff, and fans. I live for this. Oh, yeah. The animal, Antonio Conte. Hey, we need to maybe start referencing him as the animal. What's, uh, what's Italian for animal? Look that up. Oh, man. Tottenham 2, Arsenal 0. Goals in about 80 seconds from Deli Ali and Harry Kane. Penalty kick. Give Spurs the win and ensure they'll finish above the Gunners this season. No one can give games away faster than Arsenal. They can play great for massive amounts of time in the game. This was a and, it was and a they fun. will collapse. They will literally collapse like a like a little notebook paper house built in the rainstorm. Yeah, but wasn't the first what wasn't the first half fun? I felt like it was a really good first half. It was a good even first n- half for nil nil. It was a it was a it was a blast to watch. There's a lot of talk that this might be the start of a new streak, the opposite direction. Listen, why not? They're moving into a new place next year. Well, that's not that's not true. In two seasons, Wembley next year. I'm already scared for Spurs next year. The at new, Wembley, the new given lane. this year at Wembley, the way they performed. Well, listen, sneak they, peek on seventeen eighteen. They have a young, exciting team with a coach that doesn't want to go anywhere. So it seems. And why would he want to? They, they're playing in the best league in the world, most would argue. Um, it's a league with the most money. Sure. That's, unar- that's inarguable. Yep. He has some of the best young talent that doesn't seem to be looking to go anywhere, moving into a brand-new stadium where everyone is going to be majorly pumped. Why would you, why would you want to go anywhere? It's a good I mean, question. Trending upward <clears throat> for sure uh as someone who uh, kept his captainship on Delhi ali i was not disappointed obviously harry kane also scoring that had uh, an impact but even erickson got you points the one big disappointment which we addressed in the injury roundup was the fact that here was another the third uh, uh that i can remember in the last month and a half third clean sheet that spurs have earned that kyle walker does not get the points for because it's a start. Hey, Here's that th- craphead's no longer on my team. Here's the thing with I'm Kyle Walker right now. Nearly every significant UK paper is talking about how he is already out. He is well on his way with Manchester City leading the charge. To really? Yes. There's also reports of him being at odds. There goes your speech with Pochettino. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a disagreement between the two of them over his match fitness, specifically his ability to play two matches in the same week. Kieran Trippier has been He's on been the pretty field. good. He's been excellent. He's been very good. Honestly, I might buy him in place of uh, Walker. I said, did I say last week, congrats to anyone who bought Ben Davis? Uh, uh, again, Ben no, Davis has I been, wanted to mention that has been excellent since since Danny Rose's injury. Four ben point. Davis has been excellent. Mm, there was that one week though that was like a horror yeah, show, right? Against Liverpool. Okay. He got destroyed by Sadio Mane alone. Yes, yes. Other than that. Which which let's be honest, Mane does that to many people. Yeah, right. That's right. So so hey. that's so that's the reason why Kyle Walker did not start sounds like it is Purely a personal squabble with Pochettino has nothing to do with an injury, and Trippier's been really good. And I remember even a couple weeks ago, match announcers talking about how Trippier seems to be the guy in favor anyway right now, 
because he's he start and especially that he started the match against Chelsea in the FA Cup semifinal over Kyle Walker, which according to those same reports, that was the that was the biggest shock to Kyle Walker of all of these moves. So that completely caught him off guard, and now I don't know how you could own the guy the rest of the season. Davies last five games two six six nine and six. Walker's last five games two zero six five and one. Yeah, Davies has outscored him in every single match. Yeah, the last five match weeks. Yeah, in all seriousness, I'm not buying Trippier. There's only been four matches this season where he has played either almost or uh, entirely the full ninety. But you want to know what those four scores are in those in those matches? Ten, six, eleven, and nine. Wow! Yeah, he is a bomber on that right side. As much as we were talking about Walker and Rose bombing down the wings when those two were playing together earlier this season, Trippier is is even more noticeable on that right wing if that's even possible. Yeah, so the question is for the for Spurs whether or not Rose or Walker, whether or not either of them are there next year. It doesn't seem like Kyle Walker is going to be there at all. Uh, you know, you definitely don't want to. You definitely don't want to assume that he's going to be already. He's already out the door. But that's the way. Really, most of those reports read that way. Interesting. In the same match, David. Yes. You already have complained about Mezit. Oh. The Evening Standard report post-match is that he refused to take a drug test after the match. No, he took it, but, but he was prior not happy to about it. He, yelled, was, he screamed, a a, screamed to one of the club doctors to F off when he was asked to take the test. And he kicked a door and left a mark with a cleat mark on the door or the wall or something. Right. But eventually, dis- but eventually did take the drug test. Apparently, he was upset that he had been asked to take more than one of those. Right. Is this gonna the, damage? the rumor is that I heard from from another anonymous player that was interviewed was that he's been his number has been been drawn mo- m- many more times than others yeah. for the random drug test and he you know they just got spanked and of course he puts out a crap performance yeah and so I, you which know, everyone keeps least, pointing out at least he showed a little bit of passion yes true the like, passion was in the tunnel. At least he shows passion about something. Hey, at least kicking Dave, the door you've, in you've, the tunnel. You found his, that's that's a hell of a lot more passion than he's ever shown on the <laughs> field. Dave, it could be like the like the Adam Sandler, like the Water Boy kind of thing. You just tell him pre-match that he's gonna <laughs> when he gets out there, he's gonna take a, I'm a drug test, and then he starts going all Bobby Boucher on everybody. That's perfect, Brian. I don't know. I think he might be uh, fragile. My mama. We my know mama, that. My mama. My mama said. Listen, <laughs> we know his fragility mentally. Maybe now he's going to have to take a few weeks off. Dave, he makes 140,000 pounds a week. Yeah. And Sanchez makes 150. Yeah. They both want like over 200. Yeah. Brian, if, I don't you, even, if you're managing I, a team, are you giving you giving Ozil that? Not No. Well, I mean, based on historical performance, sure. He's he earned it last year. This year, no way. Yeah. He earned it on the way to second in the table. Again, I, don't I guess know. he's not. He's not the guy to get him over the hump. He's not a winner. He's well, not no, a champion. But he's never. You could definitely argue. You could definitely argue that. I mean, look, the one positive, if there's anything positive out of this, Dave, is that a lot of this is kind of rides on the Gunners 
to win the matches that they have in front of them. If they do that, they have more than anyone else does. So they, in some ways, at least they can make it better for themselves if they want to have any chance. And it's the reason why I don't hate, I think based on, based on body language and based on team turmoil, you hate every single guy out there. But based on the remaining schedule and the fact that they still do have to fight, if there's any if there's any chance of pride with any of those guys, this is it. This is the last chance to do it against a, a not not the worst schedule in the entire world. You have way more confidence than me. And this I'm is just why. saying, I they've had chances to have in quotes pride all year. Dave, look at what they got left. They I get know. Manchester United. Who, who has who has basically a, 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 a hospital emergency that's room? Correct. They're they're a club of midfielders at Southampton. In thirty seven, they play at Stoke and home to Sunderland. What more could you ask for? And then finish up with at the beach, Everton at home. The I mean, everything is, about that is is all is all. I agree. Blue skies. It's fair. It's completely fair. But it's too it's too late. Scott, even if they got all those points, how many points would Liverpool have to pick up in their in their three well, games? Well, that's the thing with this loss. Uh, they because are... C- by the way, City's not probably dropping any points. City, for the rest of the we way. can talk about that in a little bit. Right, I know. Yeah, Arsenal is they've lost control of their own destiny at this point. They need either Liverpool or City to lose at least one match just to be able to win out and tie okay. in points. If you're Arsenal. so. Which, by the way, Arsenal has a much lower goal differential than either Liverpool or City. So, in all actuality, they need Liverpool and or City to either, to lose, either lose and twice draw twice or draw multiple matches. Well, well, okay. And then Arsenal has to win out. Yeah, I mean it's not happening. And anyway, so it's and you know what they they're, they're going to miss out on top four. Which again, I've already reserved. You know, I've already I've already cried that river right. Yeah. They're going to play the FA Championship game. Yeah. What if they win the FA Cup? They're going to get Chelsea is going to house them. <laughs> Absolutely house them. And you know what? They'll deserve it. I'm should they do they like a punk. should they do like a NFL yeah, hard knock style uh, reality show about Arsenal this summer? At this Can we do that? Probably. That would be that would so be, amazing. I would watch it. Probably. I will say this. Again, I've been the on the the Wenger on get out of here. You're okay. You I know, still think he's not the problem. I don't think he is either. I, I really, I, I really come. I've come to the fat place of this. Look at the consistency, and people will argue this and that, whatever. But for the last 16 years since Champions League has started, Arsenal has been a fixture there. Granted, maybe it was in fourth place a lot. Last year it was second place. The year before that it was third. Okay, now they're dropping back. Now, in fairness, every team above them has at one point finished. Out of the top four, yeah. okay. So, on some level, Arsenal is you know it's like why are they never allowed to have a down year? Yes, is this surprising to everyone? I didn't think they'd be here. I think a lot of people probably didn't think they'd be here, but for some reason they are. They're they're having their down year. They just haven't ever had one in like twenty years. So, anyways, that, that's, that's kind of what Wenger said whenever, because people kept hammering him after the match about what they kept going back over and over about. Well, isn't it, what about the fans? Like, what, you know, you guys finishing below Tottenham on the table for the first time in twenty years, and he just said, "Well, finally, it was a bit defensive, and good on him for being defensive." He just said, 
mathematically it was bound to happen sometime. That right. was kind of his right. answer, it, like, which it's was a ne- good, it's was never going to go on forever. Right. Like at some point they were going to, and you know, one time in 20 years and you know, and you guys you guys want to make a big deal out of it and so reported us. No, great point. And to piggyback on that, it's it's not like this Tottenham team's a bad team. Oh no. <laughs> They're amazing right now, right? Yeah. It yep. was bound to happen. Is it? Is this your Arsenal moment, Dave? Do you have more? I guess. You I want, guess. Is there more you want to say? What 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 bothers me the most is the players. The players' attitude and the fact that no one can step up and be a leader. Tell Ozil to quit pissing himself in the corner. <laughs> grab Sanchez while he's holding his little baby rattle in the other corner and snap him up and tell him to grow a set. And then to look over there and tell Ramsey to quit being a punk and to step up and quit worrying about his hair and just start <laughs> Giroud for once every single game and give that guy a chance to play. That That's one guy that, that seems to try to show up and give everything every time he plays. Yeah, people might be upset that he whines a little bit. But whatever, man. He, he truly shows up. And and then tell Bellerin to quit worrying about his what hair is he, he he's gonna have today, you know it's like God cut the bull man just show up and go to work. I don't know man it, that what you get is my Arsenal you, moment. Do you know do you know where <laughs> this is where I'm at with Arsenal? I've been I've teased you for a long time about how you have to be beautiful to play at Arsenal. That's true. Well, that's fair. When we saw Rob Holding for the first time last week in a long time. Yeah, I thought to myself, "Wow, he looks a lot better than he did at the start of the season." <laughs> <laughs> that was all I thought the entire hey, time Holding, I watched him. He played good the couple games he had a chance. Yeah, but speaking of other summer signings, uh, BBC nailed it when they uh, highlighted the the performances of Victor Wanyama for Spurs and Granit Xhaka for Arsenal, saying that those were the two signings that both clubs made to try to shore up their respective midfields. And just look at those two players. Compare those two, and that tells you a lot about where these two clubs are at. Well, that could be fair. I will say this. This is Xhaka's first year in the Premier League. Xhaka's not good. He is. I think you're wrong. He is wild, reckless, irresponsible, wasteful. He had an early streak of a lot of cards, and that has stopped. He's terrible. That's stopped. He's terrible. Why sell. do you say sell he's terrible? Sell now. Sell Why? early. Cut your losses. Why he's do you not, say he's, he's terrible? Wasteful passing. Reckless challenges. Uh, How, lots what stat of yellow do you have? cards what and red cards. What stat do you have? I don't need stats. I have prove. my eyes. You saw this match. You saw how awful he was in the midfield. Xhaka this year has had five yellow cards and two reds. All right. Okay. So Those two reds have led to, what, seven matches of suspension? Is that right? Six or seven? Uh, Need a three and a four? I mean, that's that's pretty substantial. That's 20% of the season. Gone to red card. Jaka has missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know what, Dave? He's not played. No, no, that's not true. He, None of this matters because no one owns Granite Jaka in fantasy. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I agree. Are we going to edit this entire section? We could. We could. <coughs> Wanyama, nine yellows this year. Just wanted to throw that out there. He played a lot more. To the how many reds? Zero. Yeah, <laughs> but on, that's kept him on the pitch. But the accumulation of yellows made him serve suspensions. Oh, one one match. Oh, it Compared to Jaka's seven, made, it made him serve a suspension. Yeah, I like the one. Yama right. reminded everyone that uh, that uh, Musa Dembella didn't play 
also in that match, and that it could have been a lot worse for Arsenal. <laughs> he did. He's probably right. Yeah. Let's go to the next match, shall we? Um, well, listen. Let's reference Montreal. We we threw Brian gave us some great stats on Montreal yep. last week. Brian, what are your thoughts on going forward? He's still, I think, probably a good owner. Well, Premier League Premier League owners are fantasy Premier League owners are buying him and Gabrielle a ton. Really, going into this coming week, yeah. and I wonder if that's because they got the fancy soccer FC bump. I wonder if it's because they're the two least attractive men on the team. Could be. Watford, nil. Liverpool, one. Lone goal in this one was worth two. Emery Chan. Stunner. Wow. Stunner wow. of a bicycle. Wow. Wow. Who does he think he is? Assist from Lucas. Tell me if you had that one in your Liverpool midfielder wheel of fortune, Who Brian. Does Emery, how do you say his name? Emery, Emery? Emery Chan. Emery Chan. Yeah. Who does he think he is? Uh, after the match, he said that his first instinct was that he wanted to head the ball. Uh, well, sure. He, most most would. Right. Instead of doing whatever it was that he did. Now, I, I'm not saying anything else about Liverpool and Watford because there's not one person of any significance that did anything. Because I don't know no. how many people own any of the defenders or Mignolet. Nope. And then... No, and then you lose Coutinho, who's the biggest, uh, who's the that, biggest that, own that, that killed hurt. you. That hurt a lot. And I know that probably and, hurt and a lot. And presumably of that that does not help Firmino. Nobody should should have owned Lalana. If you had still Lalana for some reason, it means you haven't been playing for a long time. However, Brian, but in Lalana's defense, he looked good when he came off the bench. Sure. He Played came right off the bench to hit the woodwork. Yeah, exactly. Seventy-five solid minutes, give yeah. or take. Uh, I, he looked really strong. Was very aggressive. Yeah, he needed and, a break. Quite honest, I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, sometimes to just I think sit he's for a little bit. Exactly. Sometimes I think some of these injuries are, are an okay thing for Liverpool players because they you know wear themselves down and then they get hurt and then they get a little break and then they come back and they're strong as ever. Yeah. Uh, Lalana looked to benefit in this way. Uh, unfortunately, it came at the expense of Coutinho, who had to miss most of this match after he was just starting to round into form. Uh, with that said, the good news from the injury roundup that you gave at the top of yeah. the show that Coutinho will, should be back. Yeah, it this doesn't seem weekend, to be serious. Which is good. I think you're going to see Lalana back in the lineup to start as well. Either of those guys are going to continue to be decent plays. Right now, those are your two guys in the Liverpool midfield. If, if Liverpool put Origi back out there with Coutinho, Firmino, Vinaldum, Lalana. Lalana. I mean, that's not a terrible drop off. Is Daniel Sturridge going to play again the rest of this season? Only off the bench. Okay. Unless they've maybe, you know, I could see it if they've already secured top four for the final match against Middlesbrough. Daniel Sturridge won't be a Liverpool player next year. I could easily see them starting Sturridge just to showcase his talent. I was going to say. And then make his price It'll be tag the same go going up. away party they had for yep. Christian Benteke. Exactly nice. right. Exactly <laughs> right. Hey, I want to praise Jurgen Klopp for a second. I know this is not uh, uh, about fantasy soccer necessarily. But Jurgen Klopp has gotten a lot of criticism this year because he crafted a squad that was built to get to fourth place this year. That was he had he had enough money to put together just enough players to try to get to a fourth place finish. He is going to end this season with a small group of players, which has been highlighted multiple times as as Liverpool has suffered from injury. 
but he's always had just enough. It has just worked out where Coutinho goes down, but guess what? Lalana's has just come back onto the bench after his injury. You know, guys are going down, but hey, it's okay. Lucas, third string uh, uh, central midfielder, he's going to step in. And he, he, there's always been just enough. There's always been one more senior player to play. It's as if Klopp knew what he was doing when he was mm. building this squad to get into the top four so that he can then take it one step further with Champions League football next year. Honestly, by the it's been a long road. It's been a roller coaster of a ride, as it always is going to be throughout a long season. But if Liverpool can pull it off and stay in third or even fourth, uh, like it looks like they might, it is going to be, in no small part, due to Jurgen Klopp's ability to put together a roster that was perfect for the goals they had set for themselves at the start of the season. And that is your Liverpool moment. And that was my Liverpool moment. Uh, anything else? Watford is is a train wreck. Actually, you know what? We do need to go somewhere else with this match. Dave, do you want to do the honors? Matt's stat of the day? Absolutely. Matt's stat of the day. And now it's time for Brother Matt's stat of the day. Lucas. What's his full name, Brian? Lucas Leva. I don't know what his middle name is, if he has multiple. I'm I feel like, I feel like he's a Brazilian names. with multiple names. Lucas Leva, we'll call him that for short. Lucas Leva has more assists than Juan Mata, Theo Walcott, and as many as Paul Pogba this year. What? That is correct. Not surprised. The, I mean, I'm surprised. The Paul Pogba that is the highest costing player in world history. <laughs> assuming his transfer fee, which was more than Gareth Bale. Paul Pogba, the 89.3 million pound man. That guy, four goals, three assists. Lucas, three assists. He had, before, Brian, Lucas, before match week 24, had three starts all season. Since match week 24, he only has eight starts. And some of those 11 starts that he's had all year were at center back. Yep. That guy's got three assists. Yep. Kudos to that guy. I mocked him a few pods ago, and I'm eating those words. He's, he's always been a, um, a Swiss Army knife for Liverpool, sort of like James Miller. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's been one of my knocks on Klopp is he has good guys, but he doesn't have guys – for certain positions, and, and to his credit, he probably knew that Lucas could fill in and Milner could fill in in places exactly wherever right. they needed to, and and they got it done. So, hey, that's uh, that's Matt's stat of the day. A long, drawn-out Matt's stat oh, of the day. Love it. Lucas Pizzini Leva. I knew it. I knew there had to be something fancy. In you there. want a bridge to the between this one and the next match? Sure. Let me give the scoreline first. Middlesbrough 2, Manchester City 2. Take it away, Brian. According to the Premier League's fixture difficulty rating. Ooh. Which is wow, you can find currently on their website, premierleague.com. Okay. Manchester City and Liverpool have the easiest remaining schedule of all teams in the Premier League. Liverpool finishing up with Southampton, West Ham, and Middlesbrough. Southampton and Middlesbrough at home. Manchester City, home to Palace. Double week in 37, both home to to Leicester and West Brom, 
and then at Watford to close out the season. Yeah. Both of those rank the lowest, with Arsenal not too far behind in well, third. Dave, you said to me when we uh, first started off air talking about this that you know the top four you think is pretty secure, and that Brian's yep. Brian's fixture list there would seem to back that up. I I think it's done. I think the top four you have right now is the top four that will finish out the year. Chelsea, Tottenham. I hope Tottenham can catch them, but it's probably going to be difficult. Uh, Liverpool and, and City. And uh, I think City will probably, with their fixture list, finish ahead of Liverpool. Liverpool will get fourth. Um, which, hey, there's no there's no hate in that. I'd love to be in that place if I'm, as an Arsenal fan. With that said, City tried their best to make this one interesting. This 2-2 scoreline at Middlesbrough. Alvaro Negredo and Callum Chambers with the goals for the Borough. And uh, for City, of course, Sergio Aguero, PK, and then Gabriel Jesus with a sweet header. That guy, that guy. He is so he, good. He is so good. That <clears throat> What? I can't I, think of he's next. He's so good. I, I, I really, like, he's one of the first guys to come into the Premier League. And and I knew, I don't know, I had some Brazilian friends, and, and I try to keep up with with a little bit the uh, the top league in in Brazil. Like my my one good friend of mine, he's a he's a massive Santos fan, and that's where Neymar Neymar played for Santos. Um, Jesus did not; he played for one of their rivals. But man, watching clips and watching Jesus lead that team to win the Brazil League this past year, and then after the season was over, come join City midway through through the Premier League season. Yeah. He gets a chance, and all he does is – I guess what I'm saying is there aren't many guys, I feel like, that come in that are kind of heralded that 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 exceed that expectation. I feel like he has exceeded, for the most part, every time he steps on the field, the expectation in, in front of him. And, and a lot of guys have trouble transferring that, at least their first – semester into the Premier League. I mean, he hasn't even been around for a full yeah, season He's yet. got, like, f- I think it's four goals on five shots on target. I it's think it's he's, insane. I think Ian Nacho he has yeah. an amazing knack. While Ian Nacho rots on their bench. Yeah. Like, and like now he's a slouch. And now it's going to become possibly trade bait for some other team. Hey, I'll take Ian Nacho. He can, yep. he can start for me any Look, day. Well, but there's a difference because, you know, at the start of the year, Hall. Remember Hall at the start of the season started out so strongly? I mean, Mike Phelan was was leading the charge with them. They're doing so well, but you just knew that despite those those good results at the start of the season, that this it was fluky. Hmm. It was it was statistics working in their favor early on, and it was going to balance out by the end. Jesus, I don't get that sense. I get the sense that he's starting strong in the league, and he's going to stay strong. I was going to say another seventeen eighteen preview. Is he yeah. a guarantee first pick striker? For premier fantasy Premier League teams next season, health permitting, yes. I mean, other than other than uh, you know, other than the obvious guys, I mean, you're not going to get Zlatan's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Who knows where you think you know? Think Lukaku probably will not be at Everton, but who knows? And Harry Kane will be definitely at Spurs, but other than that, who other than him were you even going to think about having on your team? Yeah, it seems like a guarantee. With like we set, said about Aguero. Yeah, that's where I wanted to go next. The remaining with the remaining matches and the potential if tomorrow news comes out that Sergio Aguero is out for the year. 
Yeah. Does Jesus become an immediate sell anyone you need to to get yes. him? Yes. I, I've already put him on my team. I've been crafting my team. Uh, I, I can't win the league, so I'm I'm trying to jinx Chelsea. So I'm adding constantly adding Chelsea players, <laughs> along with filling it with like the hottest informed guys right now. Not caring how many points that I'm giving up, just to try to see what time type of team I can put together the last three weeks. Brian, I would sell Lukaku for him. Yeah, I think heartbeat. that's the big. I think that is the big Absolutely. decision for most people. Is going to be, what do you do? I mean, so many, so many, so many people brought in Costa after Costa had his goal explosion two weeks ago. He comes back and does exactly nothing against Everton. So my guess is if you have him, uh, I don't know about someone like Vardy we could talk about, but if you had Vardy, who has got, I mean, Leicester's got a decent... He's in form. He is in form, and Leicester have, they also have an additional match to play in 37. So, I mean, Vardy's one of those other guys too. I wouldn't, you don't think you can feel too bad about having... uh, Having him, but Lukaku, I don't know. A lot of people are starting to abandon ship. My my three starters right now mm-hmm. that I just I completely just retooled the the entire lineup: Vardy, Jesus, and Costa. It's good. Yeah, I mean, you know what's interesting though? Only three point four percent own Gabriel Jesus. I know his his price. That's why I said his price last week at eight point six. Was as low as it, it's going to get. Yep. And I it's, think it's, it's already, already gone 8. up to eight point seven. Eight point seven right now. I think there's. I think it'll explode tomorrow, so, depending on this Aguero news. I got to be honest. With you, this is this is how much I'm. I'm. I have a soccer crush on on Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. I City's on my list of clubs I don't buy from. Yeah, and you're thinking about it. I would buy Jesus. He is so fun. Yeah, he is so fun to watch. Last week we spent some time. Mostly I spent time talking about. Aguero and Jesus playing together and yeah. whether or not they would do that and whether or not it would work. Sure they enough. did that this last week. They both scored. Can we count on that moving forward, you think? Yeah. I mean, sure. Jesus is going to score whether he whether Aguero plays or and not. And he's playing, right? Well, that's Aguero, the, maybe. So, could th- the well, I was going to say, that's he's the question. You, I, the, the, one, the one thing that everyone would have to keep, keep track of is just pep and rotation. And what is what's going to happen with you know with a double week? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have no idea. Uh, like like just as we were saying, Sané never comes out of the lineup. He comes off the bench in this one, which we can bridge between the next two matches with him uh, with his name alone. Uh, <clears throat> so, but it doesn't seem like he really has the luxury. Uh, at this point, to make a big decision between, I mean, it's not going to be Ian Acho. Yeah, I mean, maybe he starts them together, mm. and there's still Nolito, but that seems more like Nolito comes in to spell Jesus after I don't know what seventy minutes. Yeah, potentially. Interesting. Anyway, United won. Swansea won. The goals coming from a Wayne Rooney penalty kick, which was bollocks, by the way. Rashford I was gonna say, dove. Well, Rashford who, hey, dove. Who has, I was, I can, was disappointed in that kid. Who can? Who had the better dive, Leroy Sané or Marcus Rashford? Rashford had the better dive, but both are in the category of dive. No doubt about it. Swansea's goal coming from who else? I kept the faith, and it paid off. Gilfie Sigurdsson. By the way, I just want to go ahead and just insert quickly a fantasy half point here. Uh huh. 
I'm going to give it to someone you're not going to expect. I know who you're going to give it to. Fantasy half point to Ander Herrera yeah, for course. showing Gilfie exactly where to put the free kick. Uh, what an amazing sequence. Yeah. An amazing sequence. Herrera going back to cover the post. And then Swansea realizing, wait, that means we can go into the six-yard box too. So then Herrera gets shooed out by De Gea. And then as he's running back toward the line, toward the wall, Gilfie just slots it right absolute, in where Herrera. Absolute kicking precision yeah no that was that could not have been more perfect he might as well have kicked De Gea in the butt listen i i feel like i've been doing this every week now Mourinho needs to get credit for this this was something that on the training ground was practiced in preparation for secretson because at no point this year i've have i ever seen anyone try to time it last second Sure. To run back to that post. Why did he run back to that post? Because they knew that's exactly where Sigurdsson was going to try to put it. I'm Herrera left a fraction of a second too soon. Yep. Sigurdsson stopped, then <laughs> m- motioned into for Lorente. Like, I mean, if he's going to run back, go ahead. Herrera okay. runs out. And all then right, he puts right. it right there. Dave. Th- fantastic. No, okay, you're, you're saying fantastic tactics on the, on the training pitch. I'm going to take the negative approach. Well, it didn't backfire. They knew that Sigurdsson uh, would do that. Well, it, yeah, it didn't backfire in that. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, but I have a cynical approach because I don't like Jose Mourinho, and I don't like United. And I'm sorry, United fans listening to the pod. I don't want you to stop listening just because I don't like your club. I will be fair in fantasy analysis. But for a second, I have to gloat in the fact that Mourinho got burned for being too cute. He tried to be cute. no. No. And it didn't work. No. that's uh, You're wrong. He wasn't trying to be cute. He was trying to stop arguably the best free free kick taker in the league right now. That's true. And, and I mean, in fairness, honestly, it's just giving it's giving kudos and credit to Secretson. Like, okay, we're, we're going to try this. And you know what? It just, it just didn't work. Herrera, Herrera mistimed it. Yep. Now, the one guy left for United who is fantasy-worthy is probably Antonio Valencia. He did not start this match. He came no. in after, what, 10 or 11 minutes? When I he say he out. is not fantasy-worthy. Not anymore, oh. right? He, I mean, if he, he starts on the bench. Be. He can't be. They're saving him for Europa, right? They need him. And they're tar- I mean, just you can give the Mourinho quote about him threatening to start the U23s for one of the matches, hoping that one of the Premier League opponents that they have left doesn't need to gain points or something like that in the, in the hopes that playing the youngsters doesn't hurt them. They, I, you can't, especially now with Bailly being out, the, if there's a guy, I would say Daily Blind. But, but why do Blind you have is to the do that? only guy... That's the, he he is being forced into these roles and positions. He has already pulled Valencia out of the meaningless matches in yeah. order to do that. I mean, the fact that Luke Shaw started at all, to me, s- sees how desperate Mourinho is for, for bodies out yeah. there. Yeah. And now if Bailly's going to be out for... I mean, if Bailly misses more than a week, maybe it forces Valencia back in. But that's the thing. It's going to be completely out of necessity or whatever Mourinho, whatever necessity means to Jose Mourinho. There are enough other defenders out there. You don't have to force yourself to buy. No, I would just say at this point, I might just say own Manchester United players of any kind at your own risk, which you said weeks ago. 
and that was when Zlatan was still healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So I I don't know how you can do it. Second manager quote of the week. This is this is my favorite one liner of Mourinho's out of many that you could have chosen. At the moment, we can walk from the bed to the toilet, break a leg. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. It seems. Well, the last five matches, we could just kind of lump together and say a bunch of crap fests. Oh my I'll say. gosh. We'll start with Crystal Palace nil, Burnley two. The goals from Andre Gray and Ashley Barnes. What the Brian, what the heck, Palace? Yeah, Zaha, Benteke, laying uh, eggs. I thought, like a lot of people saw, I thought Zaha was a bit unlucky not to get, uh, not to get a PK, not to have a penalty called against him uh, towards the end, of, like later in the second half of the match, but. Man, Crystal Palace in the first few minutes looked like they were just gonna, they were just gonna blow it open, and then the opposite happened. Burnley somehow scored on a counterattack, and that was it. There just wasn't anything after that. So I don't really know what to say. There's not really much to say about it other than, I guess, just stick with the guys that you have. Benteke and Zaha really, that's yeah. kind of it. Yeah. And Andros, if you're really feeling lucky. I know that one Burnley player that many of you have been sticking with has been me as kind of a fourth or fifth defender. Yeah. He had played the full 90 in every match until these last two. He didn't yeah. play at all in this last one because of a shin injury. Yep. Mm. Do you know what his combined score is in the last three matches? No. Negative one. <laughs> combined <laughs> yeah. in the last three matches. He's only played one and a half of those three matches. So obviously his stock is is falling. So if, he, if you've been using him, there's someone else that you can find as your fourth or fifth defender at this point. It, it was interesting to me, though, to, just to watch uh, Crystal Palace's Liverpool syndrome. Tank, uh, like, like giving Burnley their first away win of the year? Sort of. After beating all the top six after yeah. before that? that? That was my point. Yeah. And ironically, it was to Burnley. I mean, so that even <laughs> furthers my... my uh, theory of the Liverpool syndrome yeah, at Palace wrong. at the moment. You're not wrong. Southampton nil, Hull nil. Uh, the only thing here that's noteworthy, uh, well, I guess two things. I'll give I'll give credit where credit's due yeah. in a second. But Dusan Tadic late missing a penalty yeah. kick in a mm. segment we like to call Dusan Tadic. Come on, <laughs> losing points late. Do you still own him? Do you own him, Brian? No, I do no, not. but Brian's wanted to own him for a long yeah. time, and things I mean, like this will keep him from not hey, look, owning him. You, you, the last thing you want to see, uh, I, I mean, it's good f- for the players when it happens, but it's bad. It probably says more about the how bad the team performance was whenever your defenders come away with all the bonus points yeah. on your team. Jack yeah. Stevens, again, with bonus points. Yeah, Jack. All clean sheets around for everybody in this match. Maya Yoshida. Yoshida should have gotten the assist if Tadic scores in that. Because he got the, he drew the penalty. Kick, yes, he drew the penalty in the box. So not only does Tadic blow the penalty, but then it leads us to our second segment. What's his first name? Eldon Yakupamintz. Come on! Wrecked. 80% of everyone that owned him because he was benched by almost everybody this week. <laughs> That's amazing. 14 points in this match, mostly because of his saves and then that penalty kick save. You know late. where he was in my lineup? He was on the bench. Yep. Behind, behind, behind Pickford. Yeah, exactly. I right. started behind Pickford, Pickford too. 
Whatever. Uh, the other guy who stood out in this match, maybe not entirely in the fantasy score sheet, although he did get a clean sheet uh, as well, was Harry Maguire. I think multiple, he- multiple tackles that saved goals in this one. Yeah. I still don't. I mean, we said it weeks ago. I don't hate owning either Renokia or, or Maguire. Or Maguire. And I like the matchup again this week. Yeah. I mean, you got you have to love it this week. Haul at home against Sunday. Especially I mean, after, at home after Moyes is. Well, yeah. we'll get to that. No, you're absolutely right. Against uh, watch it be a shootout. <laughs> of course. Stoke nil, West Ham nil. Just give the Cameron Jerome award and let's move on. <laughs> this is this is this is so this was so, this is a painful. <laughs> who who are we giving it to this week, Brian? John, Brian, the Cameron the- Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award this week goes to Jonathan Caleri. Yes, it does. And why? Because he tried to Rabona a <laughs> shot in the in the box. Tried yep. to go all fancy and he yep. blew it. He sure did. Brian, what has happened? This this last year was the derby for your heart. And Look, this this last year would have been three three with a with Marco with a brace and and who knows? Payet with in, a free kick. Yes, yeah, yeah. somebody else with a goal for Stoke. Probably, uh, probably Not a, a Ryan Shawcross header from the, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, this was this is so painful. I don't. Yeah. Even, there's nothing even else to say. You can't own any of these people. Oh, the one person there is That's that so true. You, maybe you could have talked about Andre Ayew, who who had some good opportunities. He's, He's trying. Good game. He's still trying. He's trying. Andy Carroll uh, is going to be – he's going to have a nice meeting at the end of this season with Slavin Bilic talking about his poor fitness and the, all of the issues that have been going on with him because he missed an, yet another match with his weird groin issue. Can you imagine if Carroll – I just add him to the list of English players playing for Mourinho right now if, if – I mean, I'm, what is it with English players being hurt? You're assuming, Brian, that Slavin Bilic will be I'm the serious. West Ham yeah, that's manager. True. Is there something different in the water that, that only the English players drink that allows them to be fragile and hurt? I, I No, I'm <laughs> serious. I, you ask You're him, serious? You're serious about that? I'm, You're serious the about Is there players. an English-only and a non-English-only water fountain? You're Obviously, that's that? not the okay. case. All right. But the joke is there. I, I hear you. I'm just. It's just weird, man. It's just weird. Maybe uh, I don't know. And th- and this is not something new. You ask any any yeah. any uh, any Brit in the last however many years, and it, it always feels like that, especially when it comes to international tournaments. By the way, Dave, I just want to put out there that we still have a running bet on whether or not I- Andre Ayew is going to be great for West Ham. I said no. You said yes. Yeah. I mean, so far it's a lot of potential. That's not. It is a lot of potential. He's getting healthy. <laughs> he's getting healthy, uh, Scott. He is healthy, and no one else is. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the other. Hey, I like Billich. There. I like I the way my career, <laughs> our ten year bet is go looking right now. No, you should be worried. I'm confident. You should be worried. Sunderland nil, Bournemouth one. The goal coming from who else? Josh, what King are you gonna do, Brian? I'm going to own him. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. So now, not only do you lose a phobie, presumably for the remaining matches. For Bournemouth, that guarantees Josh King playing back as the central forward again. He is a with the matches that they have remaining to me, an essential 
midfield own. Essential. He has already been an essential own. If you had if you had, had him the entire time. I sold him about I know. I ago. sold him the same time you did yeah. after Tottenham, which was a mistake. You boys are stupid. I I agree. Do you I, own him? Yeah. Okay. I've never he, left him. Exactly. So not only his price has only gone up even since then, and he's all he's done is scored goals since. Since Tottenham. I mean, why would you guys sell him after Tottenham? I had the same thing. It's it's Middles it's Middlesbrough and Sunderland were the two it games. Was a phobie. After. It was the presence it was, of a phobie playing again in the lineup on a regular basis. Because I had a because I had a phobie. Before Tottenham against Liverpool and Chelsea, it was a seven and a nine. I know. All right, Dave, we get it. We were wrong on that one. I was I was, I was dead the wrong. Only the thing, I was dead wrong. Listen, it's just me taking advantage and gloating of the only thing I've gotten <laughs> right all year, the, and it's look, Josh King. That's true. <laughs> Ryan I mean, Frazier again with an okay. assist. Give me something. <laughs> Another assist for Ryan Frazier, who still is really good. The the hey, was it a pen? Was it a pen assist? I'm, I'm kidding. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, you got to be careful how you say that. No, it wasn't. And this this game felt a lot. It felt a lot like like Bournemouth should win, but as it as it wore on, it sure felt like it could go nil nil. But then, no. uh, but Josh King deserved every every bit of the goal that he got. But it wasn't nil nil, and that is why Sunderland is guaranteed to be relegated once and finally, probably for all, they're not coming back anytime hey, soon. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine so. No, they're they're going the road of uh, Wigan and uh, Bolton and, and Sheffield Wednesday. Other clubs in there too that drop multiple levels. Oh, who's getting the bigger laugh? Because we knew when Newcastle left last year, we knew they would be right back, and so did. Can picture his face, their their manager. Rafa Benitez. Benitez. Yeah, so did, Benitez, man. so did Benitez. That's why he stayed there. So it the Newcastle supporters getting major laughs again at the Black Cats That's because true. they know they're gonna be staying there. The guy that like I just said a little bit ago, the guy that came in immediately for a phobie was the now healthy junior Stanislaus. I guess you want to take a you want to take a, a wild stab in the dark and save yourself some money somewhere. Go for go for Junior Stanislaus. He was good when he was in there before. He was. I owned him for about six weeks in the middle of the season. So, just just worth just worth mentioning. Uh, I want to point out there's two things we still need to do to say goodbye to Sunderland. First uh-huh. of all, I want to just talk about stupid David Moyes. Um, after this match, he said that it was too soon for him to commit to the club for next season. Okay. As if they would want him back. What what kind of arrogance does it take to say, I don't know if I want them yet next year? This man has done nothing but offend everybody with all of his talk off the pitch. Two weeks into the season, he says, we're going to be in a relegation battle this year. Well, guess what? Self-fulfilling prophecy, David. You were. You lost. Last place ridiculous and now you're gonna say i'm not sure it's a little soon to see if i should commit to sunderland why would they want you and then he decides he's just gonna spread the blame all around Uh, and guess guess who got some of it the one guy who actually gave a crap this season jermaine defoe we needed jermaine's goals at times we haven't given him enough quality supply which understatement of the season david but there has been other times, like today, when a couple of chances came. In the early part of the season, he was getting them and finishing them. That's absolutely true. But guess what? Stay away from Jermaine Defoe. He's the one guy who's done nothing but help you at least get to the 21 or 22 points that you have. Totally agree. 
Defoe did have some good chances. He kicked one straight at. Uh, he kicked straight one straight Listen, at Arthur Bo- hey, Arthur Borch's chest. In my mind, hole. he has immunity for this entire. Hey, I agree. He's Jermaine Defoe. Patrick von Anhold, their greatest asset. Yeah. Sold sold at the break. Yeah. What's oh, Moyes supposed to do with yeah. the crap players in that team? That's valid. No, that's I mean, absolutely valid. They, what What was this legitimately? They could have played, played our how to say guy. They could have, and we he was get hurt. To that. He was he, we'll he was great. Was he played early in the season? Was good, and then he got hurt. Honestly, they've been preparing for this relegation all season long. Selling, selling they, in the back in office. Your bottom, they were in my bottom three to start the year. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. This is no surprise that they're there. So as soon I as just, Sam Allardyce bailed you late are hurling, in the summer, I'm not saying that Moyes doesn't deserve some blame, but you're just showering him with with hail no, and fire I'm be and brimstone. With you. Something happened to David Moyes this season, or at least to my perception of him. I liked him at Everton. I liked him a lot. He was. I admired what he was doing from the other side of town when he was manager at Everton. Then he went and uh you know left Everton. Where did he go next? United. Yeah, Manchester United and that was a colossal failure. But not really in in hindsight now with LVG and exactly. Jose Mourinho. So who's, honestly, whose fault was it really? I, I felt bad for David Moyes after he left United. He goes and and, and uh manages at Real Sociedad in Spain. I don't even know what happened there. And then he leaves and comes back. You wonder why you don't know? Because it's La Liga. No I, one cares. Yeah, I set you up for that one. <laughs> and then he comes to Sunderland. And honestly, I, I went from admiring him to feeling bad for him. You, you, know what, you know what they say about people? They say that you, you get a, a true sense of someone's character when they're going through trials. That's David Moyes went through a trial this year. Yeah. And, and has come out looking awful. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with David Moyes anymore. Uh, obviously, another non-fantasy rant. Hey, Brian. Our Sunderland moment. In honor of Sunderland going down, we're going to have to say <coughs> yeah, goodbye man. to them. They've got an American. They do. Young, up-and-coming American. He, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann didn't look at him too much, maybe uh-huh. once or twice. Bruce Arena hasn't yet either, but maybe he will. But uh, we need to know who this guy is before we lose sight of him on NBC Sports. Can we have music for this? I'm sure we could uh, find something. If there's going to be music for this segment, it needs to be Gangsta's Paradise. I can Leo's definitely number do that. one hit song for the year of this man's birth, 1995. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This week's How to Say is only sad, no matter how you look at it. Mm. Our Sunderland midfielder had a promising start to 2016. As he appeared in Sunderland's first four matches, stunned is the word that he used to describe his inclusion in the starting 11 versus Manchester City in the first game. This according to an interview he did, Linden, in September 21st. Was that Men in Blazers? No, uh, it was a Guardian. Uh, It was a Guardian. He was a pod special for Men in Blazers that time of the year, too. But as the season wore on, Linden wore off. (laughs) And in December, suffered suffered ankle ligament damage. Hasn't featured for the Black Cats since, getting only to play with the U23s so far this spring. And now, it's down to the championship. Unless someone <coughs> Newcastle <coughs> want to grab him, it's just Short not trip. Gonna, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen because good things don't happen for Americans who are playing internationally who are not named Pulisic. 
Unless you're <laughs> unless you play in Germany, Germany seems to the Americans that are playing in uh, the Bundesliga seem to do well. It's true. So tonight, let's say one last goodbye to a fine American in the Premier League. Goodbye, Lyndon Gooch. Gooch. We barely knew ye. Remember, they weren't saying boo, David Moyes. They were saying Gooch. Gooch. The only boos were for Fabio Barini. Listen, I think the best thing for Lyndon Gooch's development would be to get regular playing time in the championship next year. That's going to be the best thing for him. So I, is, in terms of American players playing it's overseas point. and Gooch, Gooch specifically, point. I'm okay with Especially, him staying there. I mean, he's, a young, he's a young dude. Yeah, yeah, he needs yep. to play 40 matches in the championship next year. I'm okay with that. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Goodbye, West, Lyndon. Goodbye, Lyndon. That's, that's, is it E-N? L y n d e n Linden. They're so American. His brother, his brothers, Anthony and Darshan, are uh, they are also pretty athletic guys. Very good. His brother Anthony is a. Uh, his brother Anthony had a tryout with Everton a long time ago. Darshan seems a bit odd, slightly. Well, different. Maybe you he's definitely maybe where you you're mean. from. You don't know him. Maybe where you're from, Dave. Fair no. enough. West Brom nil. Leicester one. West Brom only feeding uh, my uh, fire that uh, indicates that they are at the beach and have been since they got to 40 points. Jamie Vardy, the lone goal in this one. Let me just give you the third and final quote right off the top. Whiny Tony Pulis. We know where we are and what we're doing. Yeah, you're at 40 points and you're going to the beach. Anyway... The players, this is Pulis again. Oh, okay. The players are running around. It's it's not as if they've packed it in. We need a break. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You haven't played any extra matches in weeks. I think if anyone... They need a break? They need a... We need a break. I think that's how he said it. <laughs> we need a break. Are you kidding me? I'm I mean, sorry. You play 38 matches like everybody else, Tony. But Maybe he didn't think that they would actually play the full 38 this year. Maybe. Oh, oh, when they got to 40, the season ended? Is that what he thought? Yeah, maybe. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, absolutely that's what he thought. Guess what? And now it's time for Scott's Stat of the Day. In Tony Pulis's coaching career, he has managed 43 Premier League games after his clubs have reached 40 points. 43 games after... His, His club clubs have reached 40 points. 40 points in the season. Yeah. Follow me so far? Yes. Uh-huh. Guess how many of those 43 games his teams have won? Six. Six. That's not a lot. Six. That, are you, that's a great stat. That's crazy. How is that not Scott's stat of the day? Wow, what, of BBC. That, yeah, that is scat, scat. Scats. Hey, Scat. Nah, easy. easy. Hey, yeah. you're a scatty guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's Tony, Scott's stat of the day. Come on. Do you, do you blame me for hating this guy? No. I'm so sick of him. No, I, mean, I supported your hate a couple weeks ago. I, it finally clicked with me. You know what? Next uh, year, let's 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 support it now. West Brom and Watford for relegation. No, I support I You're support still... the idea of West Brom, which I'll be in. You like the fact that they what? do a lot with a little. Yes. They make the most of, of what they have. Who doesn't Tony Pulis is really good at that, but that's why they quit at 40 points. That's all, If that's your goal, of course that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's baggies. true. So let's keep that in mind next year when we want to own baggies. Do it How the first half, that? not in the second Baggies. Half. 
Hey, we, know, we covered that. In the I know that. Part. I know that. Hey, uh, Jamie Vardy, ownable to the end of the year. Shakespeare said they're going to keep serving Vardy until the season's over. If I could change my name, I would change it to Shakespeare. Ah, I mean, a, Smith is so much, so boring. But no, Shakespeare, no. it demands. It doesn't respect. say football. It doesn't say football to me. Oh no! But you hear it, and you're like, really? Like, really? No, he's like it, that's that's the name of the statistician, dude. It's, you gotta, it involves writing of some Shakespeare's kind. hard, man. No, it's, it's awesome. It's frilly. No way. No and way. And then you look at the actual man, and you're like, whoa! Come on, you're so much more intellectual than me. <laughs> you know, Come you on. know, you know how I, uh, the roles should be reversed here. You, you Shakespeare know, is all. That's an awesome name. You know how you listen to someone on the radio, and you get a picture in your mind of what they should look like. Okay. Yes. All right. So people listening to us right now are picturing what we look like. If they've never seen us on Facebook Live as right. we're doing these recordings live, sure. they have this image in their mind based on our voices alone of what we look like. It may be a physical description here and there that sure. we happen to sprinkle in. I guarantee you we look much different than what people think. It's true. Same thing applies to Craig Shakespeare. You would not expect a man named Shakespeare to be, I'm just going to say it, that big. Everything about him is big. I'm not saying he's like overweight, although he is. You know who, who he's, he's got a big face. You know who His he, face is big. He, you know who he's similar to, Brian? Who? Our, our favorite stand-in Chelsea manager from oh, two years yeah. ago. Yeah, goose, goose, yeah, goose I miss, I miss goose hitting. I, I, I hope he can, can you, come back to some sort of. <laughs> can you give us a goose, promise. please, just for old time's I'll sake? I'll play the drop. I'll oh, play all the right, drop. all right, good, all right. Goose, <laughs> prepare the candy. Here comes the children. I can't feel it. I'm just thinking of his face, the glasses. His cheeks are always so rosy. Puffy, very, very Dutch. Goose. Goose. It's those kids again. Oh, that's fantastic. Are we done here? Yeah, we are, we're, done. we're done. We're done. Hey, listen, you got to beware with the rest of your fan. Like, you might not be at the beach. You might... I'm at the beach. I'm at the beach. Okay, you are. I'm. I'm. I'm, This is not to you. I know. You are specifically. Parenthetically, yes. You. You might be fighting for your fantasy title. However, you've got to beware of clubs that are at the beach. That's right. They are going to affect your ability to score points. Everything's out the window. Hey, I'd sell Lukaku. I mean, we're we're not. This is not a buy and sell. But I I was going to say, and not only that, uh, like we just said a little bit prior to, for whatever reason. You still are holding on to whatever chip you have. Captain choices are going to be huge in the next three weeks. Yeah, don't I know it. With double yeah. weeks. Yeah. So, and and it's well, all the top teams that have them. So it really could be the difference between between one or two guys. It's true. That's the difference between something really good happening to you or something really bad happening to you. You brought that up, Brian. And yet, looking ahead to game week thirty-six, that's what's coming up this weekend. Starts on Friday. Don't miss that. Starts on Friday. Good call, Scott. With Spurs, so you're going to want to get that lineup set before that match on Friday. The only double game week this week is for Southampton hosting Arsenal. The other match for Arsenal is against Manchester United. And Southampton, you know, again, their extra matches against Arsenal. Their first match in the week is against Liverpool. So not an easy double game week for either of the two clubs that have them. But there are potential extra bonus points out there, so to speak, for Southampton and Arsenal just because they will be playing twice. Does Manolo play twice, do you think? That's a really tough call. 
and a lot of people, uh, anybody who had any attacking Southampton people this past week, couldn't ask for a better matchup. Nope. Paul on the road. Yep. You're you get to play at home and with and tons of people brought in Gabby Adini. Yep. Tons of people brought in people like Benicafobi, James Ward Prowse, all of those people who ended up doing next to nothing. Yep. One point, I think, from yep. all from everyone James all the way around. James Ward Prowse didn't even start. No. Nope. nope. So anyway, which is why I was glad when you asked me last week on the pod about him, I was like, nah. I was glad to see that. I was glad to realize I'd said that after seeing he didn't start. All right, listen. Scott, where can people find us? Uh, Fantasy Soccer FC on everything, essentially. Yep. FantasySoccerFC.com, our website. I am hoping, it might be ambitious, but I'm hoping to get part three of our NBA NHL comparison to okay. the Premier League uh, in our blog series uh, posted. Again, that's FantasySoccerFC.com. Stupid, stupid capitals. Is that what the start of the, is that from Washington Capitals? <laughs> You know what, though? Uh, the Capitals are going to be part of it if they don't win. Teaser for the series on the website. Interesting. Um, in addition, we are at Fantasy Soccer FC on Twitter, yep. Fantasy Soccer FC on Facebook. That's it. All right. Or you could be watching us right now. It could be. Not now as you're listening, but now as I'm speaking. That's right. Yeah. Hey, we made it to the end of the pod. Thanks for joining us. For, for Twitter, for Facebook. For Scott and for uh, Brian. For the Premier League. For, for the Dunkin Fantasy Donuts, Soccer the, FC podcast. For Dunkin' Donuts, the unofficial uh, sponsor of tonight's podcast. Tonight. Dunkin' Donuts America runs on Dunkin', and I believe I've seen them as one of the sponsors on a Premier League team this season. Oh, more than one. That's really? great. Yep, absolutely. Hey. hey, buy us a donut if we ever go to England. Or just buy us one now. Maybe. For donuts. For David. For David and for David. Until, and his donuts. Until next time. Donuts.